Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. This is Super South with Joey Wheeler and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Uh, welcome into another edition of Super South, where we celebrate everything to do with the Highlanders. Can you celebrate the Highlanders at the moment? Of course you can, of course you can. Joey Wheeler is my co-host. He joins us. How are you, Joey? <laughs> oh, look, um, yeah, I mean, no, a bit, bit average, to be honest, Mark. Um, I know we're going to talk about it, but yeah, lost a, a really um, close teammate, um, dear friend, um, of our Tasman rugby um, community over the weekend, um, Billy Guyton. He was a he was a champion rugby player, um, but more importantly, he was a, a an awesome father and a champion bloke. Um, a guy that everyone that played with loved. He played with his heart on his sleeve. He was um, a scrapper, and he was a guy that you just loved going to war with and. Sadly, um, he's now left us and to something that hopefully, you know, we can get our heads around mental health in, in this country. We just don't deal with it very well. And I think males in particular, we're not doing a great job of um, helping each other out and, and uh, being vulnerable and, and asking for help when we need it. And the end result is that when we don't do that, we, we lose great people. Um, far too soon, far too soon, and they leave a trail of destruction behind, which is, yeah, just horrible, mate, horrible. Uh, so my thoughts are just with his whānau and the whole rugby community up back up home in Tasman with his daughter. She's going to grow up without a, without a father now, which is just heartbreaking. So, yeah, tough few days. Tough few days, mate. You, you when did you not fe- only not only because the Highlanders lost as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, when did you first play with Billy? Uh, I played. Billy came into the team. I think it was uh, in our twenty thirteen season, I believe. Um, we were, and we always called him Mad Bill um, because he. He was a chip off the old block, old Billy. He, um, like I said, he played with his heart on his sleeve. He was a scrapper, and he and he and he had a a cheekiness in it, um, which was um, infectious, and he and he was lovable. But he um, he was a little bit rough around the edges, as most people from Waimati are. But oh, geez, man, he was a he was a great teammate, and he he would bark and yell at the forwards, and he would be into guys about not doing their job and. As you can imagine, with a, a Kieran Kane coach side, um, the KK absolutely loved that about Billy, and he was one of his little sort of pet projects, and he, and he turned into being, you know, the, the rough kid from Waimati, turned into being a pretty handy super rugby player and a very good NPC player. And unfortunately, he couldn't, um, he had some concussion issues uh, towards the tail end, I think around 2017, and, um, had to give up the game um, far too early, but yeah, um, had some great experiences with Bill, Billy, not only on the field but off it as well. Him and Jimmy Cowan, you'd probably say they cut from exactly <laughs> the same cloth, Mark. Oh, I think exactly I'm... the same cloth. So you imagine those blokes in a team environment, but then outside of that as well, mate. <laughs> well, I, I, I always, I always remember the yappy little fellas at school, and they'd always get in. Always get in trouble with the teachers, and the teachers would say, "Look, you're not going to go anywhere." And they all just put their hand up. No, I'm going to be a halfback. And sure enough, they end up being yeah. halfbacks, don't they? <laughs> hey, uh, 
Joe, yeah. look, uh, yeah, really, really nice uh, little obituary there, and really some lovely memories that you've shared and greatly appreciated. Let's switch the focus now to. Um, the Highlanders Brumbies game forty eight thirty two. Uh, I mean, look the the Highlanders. I guess f- for a lot of this game, maybe surpassed a lot of our expectations. Couldn't quite get the job done in the finish. What what pleased you the most about it? Before we maybe look at what ultimately went wrong. Yeah, I thought. Well, the pleasing bit was for sixty minutes. They were they were fantastic. Um, well, not fantastic, but um, they played some of the best rugby that they've played all season. And that's without, um, they didn't have two of their best players uh, over there with and Ethan DeGroote and, and Aaron Smith. Uh, they obviously, um, yeah, I, I just think the way that they sort of threw caution to the wind, I think, Mark, they, they um, really tried to innovate a little bit more and, and push passes. And because we got, you know, there's, there was didn't look like they were, they were inhibited by um, fear of you know no one expected them to win so they just went out and, and played rugby and they looked um, really really good for that first twenty minutes uh, that first sixty minutes um, but the final quarter um, that that's what that's what um, killed them in the end um, they you know the Brumbies sort of. Well, they got got into their um, into the swing of things and um, and just finished them off, which is usually what the what the Highlanders have been so good at. Probably, maybe because their bench maybe wasn't as strong as what they they um, normally roll out because they've made so many changes for this game. But yeah, I think from a Highlanders um, fan perspective, you can take a lot of uh, a lot out of that game. That they they played um, some of their best rugby for the first sixty minutes. You talk about the depth or maybe the lack of depth, and I think it's been a discussion that we've had throughout the Super Rugby season. I miss that was highlighted when the team came out and we saw Shannon Frizzell playing at lock. Yeah. Yeah. Although he made a great fist of it. Um, And I actually don't mind... um, I mean, that's mainly through circumstance when you've got... um, You've lost Fabian Holland for a season-ending injury. Um, Putty Putty Parkinson's in the um, back on the physio table as well. Will Tucker, I think, struggling with some concussion issues. So you take three of your um, more senior locks out of your group. You, you sort of your hands forced a little bit. But well, I, I didn't mind that selection actually from Clark Derby because I think um, with the way that they play the game, the locks play through the middle of the field, um, Mark. So it means that that Shannon Frizzell, who is one of the better ball carriers in the Highlanders, gets his hands on the ball a lot more. And I think we saw the benefit of that. Like, you saw him repeated efforts, um, really, really busy. And I think it'll hold him in good stride for also for later on this season with All Black selection. What we know historically when it comes to, um, especially going to the World Cup, that the All Blacks have um, sometimes just gone with three locks and, and a guy that can um, play six and lock. Obviously, Scott Barrett can do that as well. But and probably to provide, but there Shannon Frizzell saying, "Look, I, I can I can play six eight and lock as well." So I mean that that little bit of extra versatility is good. He's always good um, eerily, but yeah, I was just I, I really enjoyed seeing him through the middle of the field and and getting his hands on the ball a lot um, and being really really physical because he did. I think the game when he came back from his injury, he did look a little bit out of sorts, not Shannon Frizzell like. And I think the more that he can be involved in the game, the better he's going to be, and the more influential he's. Gonna 
going to be um, on this Highlanders side. So yeah, I, I, you're right. The debt's been tested, but I didn't. I actually thought it was a good play chucking him in there because mm. if there's one part of the Highlanders game that's been uh, pretty good this year, we've talked about it a lot, is has been their forward play. Their forwards and their tight five have. Um, I, I think have been one of the shining lights and I think they need to go um, to that part of their game more and I just think having Shannon in there um, adds a, another string to that bow and, and complements the loose forward trio nicely because the likes of Billy Harmon, James Lynch's, um Hugh Renton they always punch above their weight um, and they've got some really good loose forwards and they're all fit at the moment. So, yeah, long may it continue. I wouldn't mind seeing it um, again this week as well and I think they will. Um, they'll stick with that combination. Well, well, they do say that the easiest position on the field to replace and anybody can play is lock. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. <laughs> although, although, although I like to argue, I always used to like to argue, you know, like we're the, we're the second most important blokes in the team these days, you know. The, the first five's obviously the, the most important because he makes all the, all the calls. But, you know, you, the, the locks play through the middle of the field. They're, they're heavily involved in your face play. They call your line out. You can't have a scrum without them because, you know, the, the, those, uh, the loose forwards aren't tough enough to put their, put their head between a, uh, a prop and a, and a hooker's thighs. So, you know, we're the, we're the second most important blokes in, in the team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll take, I'll take your word from it. Now, hey, how big a loss, how big a loss, Josh Dixon after thirty-two minutes, and what did you make of Mikalai Tuu when he came on? Oh, yeah, losing Josh Dixon, huge. Like I said, the injury water at, at lock just keeps growing, doesn't it? Um, oh, look, Mikalai Tuu, yeah, like um, oh, certainly, oh, I've been. A little bit disappointed, if I'm honest, and, and Harry's come back. But I think um, his performance when he came on the weekend, he he stamped himself again. And I, I think probably having that mobility of basically you know, five loose forwards on the field, it, it, it actually um, it helped the Highlanders. So yeah, look, it was good. Um, but losing Josh Dixon's massive for this team. Like um, a line-out cooler and. Uh, probably he is your most senior lock. Losing him um, is, is going to be massive. Um, I think you'll probably see uh, the, the ageless Josh Petrus roll out for the for the Highlanders this week. But um, yeah, mate, um, Marino seems to be finding um, some of that form that had him counted as being in all black conversations at the start of the year. And, and when he when he gets going and he gets carrying the ball like he can, we know he can, he, he is um, rather devastating to watch. You are listening to everything that is wonderful about the Highlanders. And Joey Wheeler <laughs> is my co-host. We're going to take a break, but just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And for a little bit later on in the program, we will get Joey to give us his DHL Super Rugby Pacific Highlanders Player of the Round and also his DHL Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Round. That next here on SENZ. Welcome back into SENZ. We are talking everything to do with the Highlanders. This is called Super South. Mark Watson alongside of me, former Māori international and an icon of Highlanders rugby, Joey Wheeler. Uh, Joey, we were talking just before the break and running through maybe some of the performances and perhaps the lack of depth um, that has sort of, I guess, been following this Highlanders team throughout the season. Interesting, Freddie Burns, uh, former English international. What have you made of him in the number 10 jersey? Look, I think he was 
probably struggled a little bit at the start when he when he uh, I think he got his first start against the Waratahs. Um, Oh no! Against sorry, against the Crusaders over in Super Round, and I think he struggled a little bit adapting to the style of game that um, uh, here in New Zealand. And I think some some of his kicking and short kicking was a little bit aimless um, in that game against uh, the, the Crusaders. The first start, he's adapted pretty quickly, and I think you're seeing the benefit of a of a couple of starts in a row. And I thought um, on the weekend, I thought his um, the the way he varied his kicking game, um, his passing game was uh, was outstanding. Um, he took the ball to the line courageously a lot. Uh, I, I was really impressed with um, Freddie Burns's outing. I think he controlled proceedings really really nicely. Um, so yeah, he'll be really really uh, pleased with that with that effort. And I thought um, him and Falau Fakatova worked really well together. Like Falau had his best game of the season. Uh, we know how how good he can be, especially around the fringes of um, breaking rack defences. But I thought they complemented each other really nicely, mate. Mm. Okay. Looking at the score here, 48-32, I'm going to suggest that both teams were um, guilty of a lack of defence. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Is that that a concern? I mean, any time you concede 48 points, clearly there is something not quite working defensively. Yeah, I... Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think if you look at that game, um, where, where a lot of those tries came from was after the Highlanders scored points as well. So th- that was the concerning and frustrating part of that game, part of that loss, was they they scored some brilliant tries and they, um, you know, applied some, um, you know, a hell of a lot of pressure on that Brumby side, but then just let them off the hook way too easy. So... They'd score points, they'd score a try, then they'd come back down, um, get kicked off to, and then within it felt like a minute or two minutes the Brumbies had scored again and, and brought the scores back to, you know, close to level. So that from a coaching perspective, exiting your own end after scoring points is so so critical. And their lack of uh, their their inability to do that was certainly played a massive part in um letting the Bumbies come back in, um, especially in that last quarter. Their, their error count again um, in that last quarter was um, was so, so costly, which obviously um, ultimately led to, I think it was uh, uh, three tries in that in that final 20 minutes that the Brumbies scored. So, yeah, they'll be, they'll be looking at, at that pretty closely because, um, you know, you just want to, after you've scored points, mate, you obviously want to transfer all that pressure back onto... Uh, the opposition get out of your own end and and obviously back defence to to hopefully turn the ball over again and create some unstructured football or or to gain another penalty so yeah the the Highlanders and I think that's probably a little bit of a reflection of the young young sides that they rolled out there as well guys probably thinking oh yeah look we were on here we're playing some awesome body it's just going to happen but when you're playing up playing a class outfit like the Brumbies, especially at home at, at Geo Stadium, which is a, a really tough place to go and um and, and win, you you've got to be right on your game and you can't give them anything, um, because they are a, a pretty crucial uh, a pretty clinical side and, and they do punish you whenever they get an opportunity. Okay, this weekend it's the Rebels. The following week it is the Queensland Reds. We saw what the Reds did against the Chiefs on Friday night. Then it's the Blues. Yeah, they didn't do us any favours there. They didn't do us any favours there in terms of the table. You know, everyone was 
riding off the riding off the reds, weren't they? But they they were they were super impressive. And and that's and that's why I never bet on sport because Joey Las Vegas wasn't built on winners. <laughs> Las Vegas was not built on yeah. winners, Joey. Uh, but look, you know, yeah, really exactly. important game. They must win this game, and and the signs suggest yes. the signs suggest that they should win this game. Yeah, well, these two games, these next two games are. Um, Basically, they'll they'll make or break whether the the Hollanders will uh, be able to be able to make the uh, the top eight. So they've got the Force that are sitting on eighteen points. The Reds are on twenty three. So the Hollanders have obviously geared the the last you know the last four games, um, getting their side right to beat the Rebels for, uh, first, then beat the Reds the next week to hopefully um, you know nail down either um, seventh or eighth eighth spot on the ladder to, to get a quarter final. Uh, by no means are uh, either of these teams easy beats. The, the Rebels really pushed um, the Hurricanes uh, in, in Melbourne during Super Round. They've been super impressive. They've got a few injuries now, but um, yeah, they're, they're a side that are tough. Um, they don't go away. They don't give up. Um, and they're just sort of like I suppose a bit like the Landers, really. They're, they're a bit like a weed. They just you, you think you've got rid of them, then they come back and they and they get you again. They they grow another another um, another centimeter. So they're going to be tough. And then obviously the Reds, who were all at sea before the weekend, um, hearing reports that you know the dressing room, the players were um, unhappy with Brad Thorne and yeah, just wanted the season um, done. Uh, you know, over and buried, but then produced one of the great defensive displays and, um, you know, looked like a team that's super galvanised. So, yeah, the, the, the next two rounds are going to be real tricky um, encounters for for the Hollanders because the Rebels are in exactly the same position in terms of the points on the table. They're on 15. The Reds are slightly um, ahead on, on 23. Uh, so, yeah, there's plenty to play for for, for those sides that are... Um, Six to six to eleven, they're all all still in with a sniff um, of a of a quarter. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, and Fiji and Drua hosting the Queensland Reds too, and they're currently sitting on ninth on seventeen points. Uh, Joey, uh, I want you to give us your DHL Super Rugby uh, Pacific Player of the Round, but I just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances, and it just mentioned the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. So who is your DHL Highlander of the Week, and who is your DHL Super Rugby Player of the Round? Uh, my Highlander of the Week, it was a, a toss-up between Oz, Oz, again, Billy Harmon just tackled his bum off. Um, I thought, yeah, like we said, Frizzell was great at, at lock, but um, I'm going to go with the big Englishman, um, Freddie Burns. I thought, he, yeah, his control was really, really nice. Like I said, the balance in his game with the with the short kicking game, I think he nailed it and, and did a great job on the weekend. So Freddie Burns gets the um, gets the points for the Landers. Um, hey, hey, but Joey, 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 Joey but Joey, yeah. but 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 he's not a lock. <laughs> well, if you want me to give it to Sharon Brazil, I'm happy to give it to Sharon <laughs> Brazil. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if, if I need to, if I need to do it, to give it to a, a lock. Sharon Brazil's now a lock. You know, one one uh, eighty minute performance at lock that means you you're, you're welcomed into the club, you're the welcome. prestigious club. Yeah, okay. You you play, you're player of the round. You player of the super round. Um. Oh, look, I actually thought. Um, 
No one in that Blues game and and Christian's game, I was waiting for someone to take the the game by the scruff of the net. You know, like it was just a, a real ding dong battle, um, and just two defences just trying to blunt the blunt the snot out of each other. Uh, I'm going to go with David Harvey. I thought he was super um, solid. He set up uh, the Leicester Whanganuku try, which proved. Um, uh, so critical uh, in the in the whole scheme of the match. So yeah, I'm going to go with Matezi, Matezi, mate, David Avali. Just get, every week getting more and more solid. He's going to be. Um, I think he's going to play a, a reasonable part in that All Black side this year. And uh, yeah, I just think he's he's growing by strength to strength in that 12 jersey and starting to command some some really good performances. So yeah, David Avali. For me. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz Joey Wheeler, it has been as always a privilege and a pleasure my good man and go the mighty Highlanders against the Rebels live on Sky Sport 4.35 this Saturday Yeah, come on the Landers, bring it home lads I'm going to go and put my hand up and say that I can play lock this week if they need me Oh, mate. Anybody, oh, can Anybody can play lock. Anybody can play lock. Text Tennyson, Joey. 